You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch. We are here talking about The Outsider on HBO. We are at the... What is it, John? The penultimate. The penultimate episode. That's right. (laughs) Episode 9 of the first season. So... After this is only oh, <laughs> just just straight up fell asleep talking about this show. You know it's it's funny that we all t- started off with the show as being really liking it. Oh yeah, I did really like the first episode of the show. The first episode moved really fast, and the writing was halfway the decent, particularly for Stephen King. Three you, episodes have you, like slowly murdered me. You know what it <laughs> like, is? I'm like, yes, grief eater, take my grief from watching this. That's what it is. We are currently feeding the grief eater. Watching I think. The show. I think you can literally see how this show is split into three different shows. Yeah. Like the first. Okay, we'll get in. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, so, like as usual, we're going to talk about what is on our week's watch for this week. So, John, what did you watch? Um, it was kind of a mixed bag. I didn't finish watching anything in particular. I'm still doing Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm in season two now. Ooh. And uh, I also am listening to the Star Wars A New Hope radio drama. Uh, that The only reason I haven't been able to finish it is because it's four hours long. It's incredible. And I think I'm a, an hour and a half into it. And we just barely got to meeting Obi-Wan. Oh. Um, now on that one though, what I can say for sh- like for sure right now is that it's different. <laughs> Some of the uh, characterizations are a one eighty compared to the movie. I feel like you use the word different. Like a lot of people use the word interesting. That was interesting. Yes, Darth Vader comes off as bad, but I don't want to say it's bad. I don't want to say it's bad because I don't think it's bad. It's just not what you're used to so for instance Darth Vader feels like he's more emotional well I guess that makes sense there's little Annie in there (laughs) it's it's (laughs) it's emotional as hell on Clone Wars I mean it's but like it's definitely different to the point where it's almost kind of unrecognizable. Um, mm. the, the portrayal of Uncle Ben is probably the biggest shock for me really because Uncle Ben comes off like a major asshole like he really Uncle Ben, Uncle uh, Uncle Owen. Owen. Oh, okay. I was like, are we in Peter Parker? (laughs) Was Spider Man? I always always call him Uncle Ben too. I always get Owen confused with Uncle Ben (laughs) all the time. Is it because he's Ben Kenobi? Like, where he's not Ben Kenobi, but there's also Ben Kenobi. Yeah, maybe. There was a a time because he dies in order to. 
move yeah, on the plot. I guess that's true. <laughs> he basically he's a, he's a, has the same role as Uncle Ben. Yeah. yeah. He dies and you know, with great power comes great force ability. Um but um pum. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um but yeah, and also I guess the biggest difference so far is that because this is a radio drama, they kind of have to over-explain certain things so you understand what's actually going on. You know, it's obviously not visual. Um, the sound effects are really cool because it sounds like they're using legitimate, you know, archived sound effects mm. of droids and so forth. Um, and even Anthony Daniels, I believe, is reprising his role as uh, C-3PO. But man, just everybody is so chatty and there's all these extra scenes that um, <laughs> even though I knew about a lot of deleted mm-hmm. scenes from the original cut, there's stuff in here that I didn't even know existed. Like some really long scenes with some more diplomatic goings-ons with Princess Leia and her father. Oh. Um, prior to the stealing of the Death Star plans. and um, I on board. It, yeah. it really fills in some interesting plot holes or blanks that I didn't realize until I watched this that were kind of there. Like, the reason why R2 is so tenacious, for instance, mm-hmm. is because Princess Leia basically has this whole scene where she goes into his, like, computer files and overrides, like, everything about him. And basically says, all right, I'm going to make sure that, like, all of your self-preservation and everything is, like, you know, disregarded from this point forward. Your number one goal is to get this uh, whatever information to Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's why he R two does everything he can to you know escape and wander the desert by himself and so on. And I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense now a little bit more. We just thought he was a droid with a personality. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's actually because Princess Leia was like, you are gonna do this no matter what, and R two was like, yes, ma'am. I mean, that's basically how R2 is throughout yeah. the Clone Wars, too, to be fair. <laughs> He's Samwise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, an episode, there's an episode of the Clone Wars where R2 has to save Anakin from a situation, and R2 has to fight creatures and solve his way around and deal with Mace Windu thinking he's utter trash. <laughs> Just, there's quite several. There's actually a whole scenario where R2 goes on a secret quest with other droids to get these plans. Oh, it's great. I love the Clone Wars. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of the Clone Wars. <laughs> There's so much going on. There's and I so can't much R2. So much Star Wars. I will say this. If I didn't already have a frame of reference, though, for most of these things, I would be kind of lost. And mm, okay. if this was my first exposure to Star Wars, I would definitely be like, this is not for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is some boring, It's a pretty rough obscure, beginning. Yeah, like this is not. This, this is the master's level class. I think yes. I stopped <laughs> listening to it when I heard like Luke's meeting with his friends on Tatooine and someone's like, hey, pass the juice. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there is so much juice? more with uh, Fixer and Cammy and all that before they even meet Biggs. I mean, if, if none of this means anything to you, don't even bother yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> don't even bother don't even listening. Bother. This is not for you. This is for this is like you need the devotion of wanting to sit through the Star Wars holiday special to get through this. Wanting to sit through it. Yes. Oh Lord. Because it's four hours long. The holiday special at least is over in like an hour and a half, or maybe a not maximum even, of two. No, no. I don't think because it would have been it would have been two hours when it aired on CBS, so it has to have been only like an hour, hour 20? twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is like three times that. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and it's supposed to be the good stuff. No. This just proves furthermore what I keep saying over and over. And someday I'm going to write that screenplay where I 
write the story of Lucas and how he just <laughs> accidentally stumbled into greatness with the Star Wars. <laughs> A smite play. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, with the current events as they are and uh, the coronavirus outbreak and stuff like that, that meme of General Grievous going around a lot where he coughs, <laughs> coughs and, you know, <laughs> Even he covers he his coughs mouth. Into his- Why does he cough? Like, I know they probably Ew. explained it in the movie. I've only seen... No, they don't. They, ex- they explain <laughs> oh. it. They explain it in the Clone Wars animated. The, the remember yeah, we talked. I'm never going to do that. The pre-animated well, one, the shorter yes, ones. The, the the actual like two-dimensional animated one. There's a very quick scene in the final episode, which is basically right before we begin Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> it's the scene where they're essentially kidnapping uh, sent uh, Emperor, not Emperor yet. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine mm-hmm. um, and Grievous is leading that army they're like you know taking him and leaving whatever and Mace Windu tries to catch up to them and he uses the force to try to stop Grievous and all he's able to do is crush Grievous's like chest plate which is what causes him to start having the cough because he's a cybernetic being he's not a robot so he's not a robot no he's a he's essentially that's like all a, i needed to know he's a pre-vader like, so he's a he's a organ well that's why like in we did of talk the about Sith, that in, the, in your in the yes. interview podcast yeah, yeah. the star wars interview podcast we're, we're gonna move on from that but okay. we'll, we'll we'll come we'll, we'll have a follow-up to that podcast one day fair enough or just start a new one with nothing but star wars and to finish this whole thing the last Last thing I watched this week was the Honest Trailers. I'm a big fan of Honest Trailers and Honest Game Trailers. And this week they did The Witcher. Mm-hmm. And my gosh, was it great. <laughs> they they did a really good smash cut mm-hmm. of all the times that uh, Gerald or Geralt either just has like a herm or a <laughs> F word. Yeah. And there's, I mean, wow. When they're back to back like that, wow. That's... <laughs> Like that's literally his whole like shtick in the in the show. I mean, it's kind of us. Like you know, people just like oh, I got to do this again. Like thing. Yeah, and uh, but I felt really vindicated because they agreed with me that uh, they also believe that Hunchback Yennefer is. Uh, <sighs> they did not. They did too. They did, they did, they did not. They 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 don't exactly say that she's hotter than the non version non Hunchback version of her. Like the way but you she put is it an is attractive hunchback. <laughs> I mean, she is. I, think that is what they, I mean, the only thing they say I about regular is Yennefer say. is like, oh, here are her boobs again. But, you know, hunchback Yennefer had something to offer. She put a little like elbow grease in it. Okay. I think he just like the bowl haircut. <laughs> Uh, I I do like bangs. Okay. Yeah. Can we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> and that was my week's watch. So, where do you hear this uh, this radio story or this radio show? Uh, it's available on YouTube. So it's on YouTube. Yeah, you can just type in Star Wars: A New Hope radio drama or radio dramatization. I believe they have the entire original trilogy, um, and uh, they might have others, but those are the only two that I've seen so far. Are uh, a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And then uh, Honest Trailers is also on YouTube. Is it still under Screen Junkies? It's either Screen Junkies or Fandom. Just type in Honest Trailers, Witcher, yeah. or Honest Trailers and any other movie that you might have already seen, and they probably have already done it. And it's 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 wonderful. There you go. 
Okay, Elizabeth, what did you watch on your week's watch? So after a few weeks of being far too busy to go to the movies on Thursday nights, uh, we went back and saw Onward. We did. We did. So um, Disney Pixar, which means it was supposed it's to be cute already and lighthearted. Already for you. It was supposed to be cute and lighthearted, and it was going to make me cry. I knew it was going to make me cry. And yes, it made me cry. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> but I still always love it because it's the good kind of cry. It's the heartfelt, touching crying as opposed to this is painful and sucks crying. Yeah. So um, I actually did expect a little more humor than what we got Okay. Um, I think a lot of the humor was packed into the trailer. Hmm. Um, the storyline is very good. Um, it's more of a, it's more grown up than I'm used to with Disney Pixar Mm. in terms of storylines or at least more in depth. Like Pixar and, and Disney, I mean, they deal with heavy stuff, but they tend to deal with the most simple version of heavy stuff. This dealt with a little bit more complex, heavy stuff. I would say um, Coco also delved in pretty good with like this super heavy. How does it compare did. to Coco's heaviness? So does or Up's Inside heaviness. Out. It's probably more along Up's heaviness Ooh, okay. than, than Coco's. Because Coco's is dealing with... Not forgetting your loved one so they don't disappear forever. Yeah. It's more... It's more of up than it is okay. Coco. Uh, but it was it was good. It was very well done. I mean, and it it's exactly what I expect from a Disney Pixar movie. It hits all the right chords for a Disney Pixar movie. Um, I thought the acting was excellent in it. The voice acting was excellent in it. See, that was my one issue. I loved all the voice actors except for the main two. Like Chris <gasps> Pratt and Tom Shush. Holland... No. The two of them just did not sell those roles for me. They basically are Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, though, aren't they? No. Like, I don't problem, see Chris, Chris no. Pratt as that, and I definitely don't see Tom Holland as that. So like, then what's the problem? Is, because they're I, all they're I angels. Can, oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, what was it? See, <laughs> and that's why I thought it, it, they did so well, is because I did not, I was concerned that I was going to see Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Yeah, and to me, if you can't see it, then it's better. But see, that's all I saw was Chris Pratt and Tom Holland doing something that isn't them, if that makes any sense. No. Okay. I'll have to see it, though. Well, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get the, that Chris Pratt, probably still like a bumbling fool in real life as he <laughs> is, but I just didn't catch him as the, I'm the D&D nerd, and I like... Uh, I, I like Slayer and all this other uh, metal rock bands. Like spoiler alert, no, I'm just kidding. But and then Tom Holland as this n- nervous nerdy kid. Like that is so okay, Tom. That's Holland. so Tom Holland. What are you talking? About? Have you seen him do interviews? No, in interviews he's he's not like that at all. Interviews he's, he's a more like nerdy. He, he, no, it's more like he's more like uh, he's he's kind of like the I'm having the best time of my life, kid. Like. That's just it. Uh, I guess. All right, cool. So only play what you are, Tom. No, that's not, <laughs> what, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Don't like, try it's, new it's also going to be hard for me to watch him if, if they ever make this Uncharted movie with him as, as Nathan Drake. But oh yeah, I'm just saying I didn't quite 
it didn't it took me out of the movie too much thinking of Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Like the rest of the actors, like Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus is the mother. Did not re- recognize oh, her great. voice, so I was I was okay with it. Octavia Spencer as the manicure did not recognize her voice, so I was okay with it. Okay. Just can't recognize their voice. I, I already have a hard time recognizing voices in ah. general, but I knew that this was Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, so that was my problem. Yeah. See, and I, I knew it going in, but I didn't register it because like, I wasn't thinking about it before the movie started because I just don't think about those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I generally don't either. So because they didn't come off as who they normally are, the voice didn't register for me or catch for me. Mm. So it, it worked really well for me. So I guess that's a difference in, in our viewership styles. Maybe. That, that makes sense. Mm. So, I mean, to give my two cents, I, I did enjoy the movie for the most part. I, I love that this one is kind of like a, a brotherly love movie as opposed to like Frozen is the sisterly love movie. Like, Okay, well, that's not Pixar, but okay. Uh, it's still <laughs> Disney. It, it all counts. No, not necessarily. Pixar is pretty different branch. Like They deal with different types of stories and traditional disney will i understand like, but pixar's gonna make you cry disney maybe will make you cry are you gonna tell me that you didn't cry at the end of frozen when she's saving her sister oh spoiler alert only slightly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but like but up like, you cry you up, cry through the you whole cry through movie. the whole freaking thing <laughs> you cry in that first 10 minutes toy story cr- 4 come on i can yeah more oh, pixar films have made me cry than with disney Doug in it makes me cry <laughs> She's starting to cry right now. It's so cute. Yeah. I try to think. Did Moana, no, Moana made me cry? Yes. Uh, a lot. Ooh, Princess and the Frog did. Oh, no, it did once. <laughs> okay, maybe they do. Rapunzel didn't make me cry. No. Or Tangled. Tangled did slightly. Only every once in a while. Only when the tone just hits just right. Right before she does the thing at the end. We'll spoil it if nobody else. Come on. Tangled is like eight years old now. It does it right? Like, right, she cries to bring him back to life sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes Beauty and the Beast you're... does make me cry just sometimes. Like, if I'm super, you know. Really? Yeah. She, dude. Dude. She, just, the, she, uh, she, I love you. Like, <laughs> but the crescendo and the colors and the everything. No, it just, it's, it doesn't take a lot. It, it really it doesn't. doesn't. I'm a weepy little <laughs> bitch sometimes. Those, none of those made me cry. So. Yeah. However, no, I just, definitely just made me cry. <laughs> I, and, a lot. I ended, yeah. Lion King? Lion King. Lion, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. If, if you don't cry when Mufasa dies, it's kind of like you, you're you a monster because you all. That, you, know. you know the, the light show in. in California Adventure, they did that scene of the Lion King, and it goes pitch black. That's cruel. Yeah, it literally that little pretty water light show goes pitch black, and all you hear is "Dad!" like in the darkness. I was like, "Who did this? <laughs> this is a light show at the end of the day after fun time on rides." Dad, in pure darkness, I'm simple, just like, "Oh my god!" That was really that was a really this bad the worst decision thing ever. <laughs> Or it's the exact right decision. No, they no, you fully invested. Do not in that. make me cry at the end of a day at Disneyland. <laughs> like that's just not okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> onward. <laughs> so, are you recommending this movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you see them going for a sequel? No, and I hope not. Okay. I because this was this was a really good. A full story arc, like mm-hmm. you're 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 dealing with a an enclosed storyline. Yeah, that I think if you 
die and move, do something else on top of it. It's just, no. I mean, we have four Toy Story movies, three I Cars know. movies, two Incredibles. Incredibles fit. Toy Story, the- I think, could have ended at three. I did enjoy four, but it, it could have ended at three. Cars is just they're like little boys love the crap out of cars. And I will like to this day, even in daycares, I still see cars everywhere. Like it's just it money. Cars is money. So they're going to keep on with that. But yeah. Pixar is also pretty good at if it doesn't need a sequel, if it's not, you know, it doesn't really need like well, I think they kind of have this set like up, like up is for everybody, like and it's a full circle thing. They're never gonna do a second up. I bet you you'll see a sequel to Inside Out though. Inside Out, I feel like good, and I feel like Inside Out would be a good thing to have a sequel for, or even have a show for, because it actually is really good for mental health awareness within kids. It's a great way to introduce it. So it and there's some all four more Inside, and yeah. there's a way to a build on Inside Out. Yeah, because there's there's, there's a way to build on it onward. Yeah, uh, there could be. I have to watch it still. I'll I mean, let you know on my next week gigs. <laughs> I guess. I guess you. I mean, you could. There's. There's nothing that says you couldn't. I think they're gonna have a really hard time, particularly doing anyone anytime soon. Mm. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's it's gonna feel too forced. All right. I mean, we we had to wait 10, 15 years. No, ten years for Incredibles two. Yeah. 14 years. Yeah, it was like it was more than 10. More than 10, yeah. It, it was definitely more than 10. And, and I do think that if they had done a second Incredibles much earlier than five years out, it would have felt forced. Yeah. It would have felt like how we felt watching the latest Despicable Me trailer. <laughs> trailer. Like, Group? I just, I'm yeah, just like, mean, I'm like, yes. Minions trailer. The first Despicable Me was great it was adorable the minions are cute at this point i am so sick of seeing them on the screen <laughs> it, I, I was sick Baby of them after, in the, during the first movie so okay Ba-da-boo. there you go onward is in theaters now go <laughs> That brings us to Jess. What? <laughs> what did you watch this week? I got sick this week, so I watched all the things. All the things. All the things. So a lot of prices, right? No. Actually, no. Actually, my go-to when I'm sick. Oh, guess what my go-to when I'm sick is? It's some Disney movies. <gasps> Disney movies. <laughs> guess I could talk about that. So when I was sick and called out work, I decided to, oh, thank you, Disney Plus, for making it so much easier for me to just quickly binge select all the movies Disney and bitch all the movies. I ended up watching the original 1961 101 Dalmatians, which was fun watching again after, because I think I hadn't seen that one in a long time. That was 1961? Yes. Yes. I'm most positive it was, because I looked up a lot of the people in it, and oh, I feel like I it's... Oh, I don't <laughs> doubt you. I'm yeah. surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely within that, those few years. Um, I realized watching it that I actually kind of sort of miss before cartoons when they would do the... Well, I guess they did it in classic films, too, when you would get all the credits before the movie started. Because yeah. I, I really like the animation sequence of the first few mm. minutes of Dalmatians. Where it's, I mean, it's just the names popping up in spots everywhere, but the artwork of it is so great. Um, I definitely am looking more forward to watching the new Cruella de Vil movie coming out with Emma Stone. Because like, as I watched it, I was like, yeah, Emma Stone would be great as Cruella de Vil. Like, <laughs> I could see her pulling this off. And I mean, yeah, we had we had a live action 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, and I, I know when it did. came out, I loved it because I know I had a couple of the puppies as stuffed animals. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure it had Domino and Oddball, I think. Um, but 
and that was the last one I had like really vividly remember watching. Like all I remembered of the original one was the the ending where they cover themselves in soot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's just a great classic Disney movie. Pongo and Perdita, yep. Anita and Roger, Anita Perdita. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then I ended up watching one of my favorite that I think a lot of people don't like is Ratatouille. It's one of my. Ooh, Ratatouille is great. Yeah. In fact, I've been toying with the idea of making that dish. The ratatouille. I don't know how to cook, but they make it look so easy. <laughs> it's actually pretty right. It's, it's, it's a pretty easy. It's a tomato sauce with it, the only thing that makes the ratatouille in that one special is it's thinly sliced vegetables and plated a certain way. But ratatouille, you can have like chunky veggies if you want. Oh, I want to do it like that. Yeah. Perfectly sliced. Like, well, you I don't need know. to have a rat on your head. I just I've always I mean, you you really don't. <laughs> So I just love the idea of like a rat wanting to cook food. I was like, yes, this is great. This is perfect. And they're actually coming out with a ride for it too in Epcot. I think they have the ride right now in France and it looks amazing. Like you're the size of a rat going through a kitchen. It's pretty cool. Is it true that, uh, I don't know where it is, somewhere Disney related that uh, in one of the restaurants, um, there will be somebody walking around with the chef's hat that like if you ask them the right question, they'll show you that they have like a ratatouille under it or something? I haven't seen that, but I'm pretty sh- I have heard that there is a restaurant opening up when the ride opens up too. So it comes part of the restaurant. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do have stuff like Makes that. Sense. Yeah. So ratatouille and... 101 Dalmatians. I watched both on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I also own both of them on DVD. But so I know, I know this is probably like the... 101 times you've watched each one of those <laughs> but was there anything new that you discovered in watching neither one of those well i hadn't watched 101 dalmatians for a long time um it just wasn't really one of my favorites that i would like binge watch when i was a kid mm-hmm. um so i just i noticed like more of the other animals roles than anything and I knew I recognized some of the voices, but then I couldn't place them anywhere else when I was looking at the database on it. But So was there a lot of like uh, regulars from Disney Studios from back then that it, was in there? It, I don't see. I don't think so. I mean, kind of um, the Corella DeVille I learned was actually the narrator of Cinderella. Because that was one of the things where I was like, her voice seems familiar, but it's just Corella DeVille's voice. But then I, when I looked her up, she narrated the mm. animated Cinderella um, it was actually Anita's voice that was driving me nuts, but she wasn't in anything else that I really knew that well. I would assume that there's no princess in that one. No, there's, there's no, no princess Disney in princess. That one. No, no, no one. Disney. Disney cannot do princesses sometimes. It's not always. <laughs> but they have a Disney villain. There, I mean, there's a True. yeah, Corella Deville, which her, she's her evilness is literally she's just Anita's friend who just happens to wear fur like you have no idea whereas at least in like the live action version they she was like a fashionista like she ran a fashion magazine so it made more sense why she was obsessed with fur this one is like no this lady is just crazy and wants to skin a bunch of puppies you know? <laughs> I mean in both cases they're crazy and want to skin a bunch of puppies yeah, but, but like this this lady is just like she's a lady like she's not even in the industry she's not of particularly fashion. fleshed she's out she's just a friend of Anita from school or something you're like dang and I was, being loosely yeah yeah and i always love the the animation of the smoke of Cruella Deville's. they use like this green smoke to make it and just the rudeness of it i never noticed like there's so many moments in 101 Dalmatian of somebody like taking out their cigarette or cigar on somebody's food or in their tea <laughs> and i'm like why is this 
horribly rude. <laughs> she wants a skin dog. I know, but like it's not just her she character. Want to just like dog. She wants to skin puppies. I know, and just and the two goons too, which I forget their names. They're just so. Oh my god! Which I believe in the the live action one from the nineties was Hugh Laurie. It was one of the goons. I think so. Yeah, wasn't it? Was Jeff right. Daniels is the 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 guy, right? Roger. Sure. Yeah. Roger. Roger <laughs> is Pongo's pet. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which is how it starts because Pongo <laughs> narrates it. Uh. Okay. It's, yeah. So there you go. Both of those movies are available on Disney Plus. Surprise! 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 Uh, <laughs> for my week's watch. Uh, I watched a short film on YouTube. It, it premiered finally. Uh, a friend of mine, Ash Blodgett, she is part of the Let's Rewatch podcast, had a short film go on uh, the short film film festival circuit. She won lots of awards for it. And finally, now that she's no longer entering it into a uh, short film contest, she's able to put it on YouTube. So. Ooh. It, uh, it's a like three and a half to four minute movie and in the movie the short film the the premise is that it's a zombie apocalypse it's called the movie's called zombie dead and okay. uh what ha- it, 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 the the premise is that even in the zombie apocalypse the people that are collecting for their student loan money are still going to come after you. So oh, good God. <laughs> That's my worst fear. <laughs> that does sound like a nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. She tapped into something dream. pretty good there. That is, I, I'm going to, I'm, Oh, it's three I minutes to live with that. I so can't watch that movie. Everybody who has the opportunity should definitely go check it out. It's on last dash cool. TV on, on YouTube. Uh, she does an amazing job. Obviously, she uh, picks some great actors to be in the in the short film, and and it, while you're there, you can go check out her other um, new YouTube channel. It's called Film It Yourself. She mm. is giving out tips and helpful hints on how to make your own movies, like cool. from your from your home. Uh, Zombie Dead, very interesting. So, I think I have a new YouTube channel. I need to put it to my list of favorites. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You should definitely, yeah, everybody should tech, check it out. And then go talk to Ash, either on her YouTube channel or on Twitter. Uh, all right. So let's get into the Outsider episode nine, Tigers and Bears. I believe oh it's called. Or is it Lions and Bears? No, it's Tigers and Bears. Oh. Where's I'm, the Lions? I don't know. <laughs> there were no Lions in this, in this episode. There were no Tigers or Bears, but... Uh, the last episode they talked about saber tooth tigers. That's why he wanted to go see that cave. But the yeah. oh, and there was a bear cave. So and bear yeah, they cave. wanted oh, to take him to the okay, bear no, cave. Yeah, it all comes. And well. lions don't do caves. I mean, they could. They do rocks. Pride rock. Pride rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then they use tiger growls to substitute in because lion growls aren't great. Lions Roars. Are signed weird. Lion lion rar, rar. Roars. Roars. <laughs> Words are hard. There was Roars a Clan are... of the Cape Bears once. Yeah, there is a Clan of the Cape Bears movie. I got nothing. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's my contribution to this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> uh, okay. Do we want to skip straight to the end about the big cliffhanger or do we, we work up to it? I, I had to work up to it. I was like, I so, know exactly how this is going to end halfway through. Oh, did you? Yes. You knew exactly what Well, it was. not exactly, but uh. I knew that 
it was going to end on somebody getting their head blown off. But I mean, how many people thought it was going to be Andy? I, I, uh, I swear it is. <laughs> I was putting my money on that. Especially when they were in the car and like he stops it and he's talking to her and they were about to get kissing and I was like, I was like, it's going right through the windshield. He's going to get shot right now. She's just going to be covered in blood splatter. I was waiting for that, but yeah, at least they waited till. But as they foreshadow it two episodes ago, two episodes ago, or was it the last episode? Andy, yeah, Yeah. Prince Charming, yeah. They foreshadow. Yes, they definitely. And foreshadow that's why I was like, indie. "Oh my god, just die already!" Like that's, that was me the entire book. Will somebody just kill this guy already? Like so. As as we were saying earlier, like the the movie, the first three episodes are the whole time jumping around. Who you know, trying to figure out what what's going on. Movie detective. The detective sort of. movie. Yeah. Uh, the second movie is more of a. Supernatural thriller, maybe. Kind of, yeah. I Silence guess it, of the Lammies. Yeah, because you have the, the the that character of Holly coming in and putting stuff together and figuring it out. And now this movie is it. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's the team of people. We're going after the big supernatural thing. Like it's it's definitely <laughs> different and like not what we first. I am still enjoying the, the show. I, I'll give you that. And I like the slow burn, which is weird for me because i usually tend to hate slow burn i usually stuff. like slow burns this, and i that's hate so this. funny that's so funny that we switched <laughs> positions on this then because i yeah usually i don't I, I don't i can't stand for them but i will give you this this show could have been eight episodes it, yes. this show could have been yes. seven episodes yeah it, it does not need to be uh-uh. 10 like they are you can tell that they are padding out they are they're filling in stuff yeah or yeah, it's a lot of less conversations. I feel like I, I guess my biggest issue with it is because I do tend to like a slow burn. I feel like the characters are almost reverting; like they're not fleshing them out to make Mm-mm. them bigger. They're literally detracting from the characters that they've built in some of the decisions yeah. that are being made and the fluff that's being added. And I'm not saying that it's right, but I see. I think the reason why you're doing that is because now we're not focusing on those characters. We're focusing on El Cugo. Like that's the this end of this show. The third, this end third is about that character. So that's why these other characters are taking the sideline. And I, I think I'd be. <laughs> I think I think I'd be okay with them taking truly taking the sideline. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they keep running to add elements to their characters yeah. but now it's just becoming disjointed and confuddled like some of this stuff should have been introduced before or i don't know I'll just conversations after conversations after co- it was a lot <laughs> lot of conversations <laughs> well okay i guess the best example for me is howard the defender criminal right. defender he goes with claude to get fried chicken mm-hmm. best fried chicken in 200 miles okay? that's right not a problem yeah we know that Claude is a previous is, is an ex-convict. We know Howard is a defense attorney. They then have this conversation about the fact that Claude was Howard defended Claude, and he doesn't remember Claude. Yeah, and that whole yeah. relationship, and I just it felt so forced, mm. and to me it felt very detracting from their already built characters. It just wasn't necessary. I think, I, to me, and I have no idea if, it, if I'm right or not, I think that that conversation, which it could have been done better, it was more to pro- to show that Claude isn't as bad as we were led to believe. Like, because his, he, like, you know, Howard says, like, mm. you don't even make the top 
100 like your your crime wasn't that bad so it's a good thing you're you're a good guy you're an okay guy see but i never felt like we were i never felt like claude was made out to be a truly bad guy he was made out to be rough around the edges like there's nothing in his in the past character that they've built up to me that really suggests oh he's a terrible awful guy well i think i i would say that's more to the actor then because like Hmm. the things that we've been told is that he's been to jail he has a short temper he he's on the verge of going back to jail if he gets caught. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are all things that if it was anybody else, like if they looked bad or you know they had a scar on their face or something, you'd be like, oh well, that's a guy I don't want to be around. Mm-hmm. Like we're 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 feeling sympathy for him now, and I'm not saying that it's good. Like they've obviously have done a miss. They've done this bad. They've done this whole <laughs> thing bad with Claude, like with Claude bad or badly. But it's just it's. I think that's what they were trying to go for. All right. Uh, yeah, I just it, it it's stuff like that though that's been occurring cuz like if they were truly just on the sidelines and were focused on the grief eater. Mhm. Okay, fine. Great. That's we've shifted gears. But they still have all this background noise going on where they're trying to flush it out and I'm like all it's doing is serving to make me not like the characters anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's literally all it's doing for me. And I think that's where I've been frustrated in the last couple episodes is it's just, it's felt like it's taking away it's from the circling story. Circling the drain. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's only one more episode after this. Oh, and you're done. <laughs> Supposedly, but they're going to probably try and stretch it out to another season. No. They might. I mean, I believe it says uh, the season finale, not the series finale. So, (laughs) but they just said the same thing for Watchmen, and we know that's not coming back for another season. Valid. Well, they changed the status to. uh, They didn't call it a mini series. They called it limited series. Limited series. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that was after the fact. Yes. Like recently. Because Damon Lindelof's like, I'm not coming back for another one. I don't have a a good enough story to come back for another one. Which is good. That's what you want to do in a situation like this. Uh, okay, so uh, then the other part of the episode, the, se- the second half of the episode, if you if you will, is, is all about a the 1940s cave that uh, some boys got lost in, and a bunch of men from the town went to go looking for them. Uh, then Surprise. we come to find out that hey, it's actually Claude's family, yeah. and that the reason why we're seen is because a cave in caused uh, a bunch of people to. Uh, a lot of people to die in in a search party for in the in those caves, mm. and um, <clears throat> El Cuco is basically hanging out inside that cave to suck up the grief that would be coming from those yep. caves. Horrible yep. deaths because it can go that back that far. Like it just needs to be near where his family is dead at. Yeah, huh. he can feed off his grief, which I mean, I guess it plays to the concept of. Honestly, uh, cyclical poverty is what always came, what is what came to mind in this episode for me. Mm. A generational poverty that just kind of gets built on it because you you end up stuck in this cycle, and so it, it's almost you end up stuck in this cycle of grief. So it doesn't matter for the grief eater how far back it goes because it's been building mm. to get to you. So you're saying that there's a underlying meta theme of poverty in this show. Or just this episode? I mean, in terms of Claude's storyline, I think so. Oh, okay. Because you, you know, you get all the information about coming from a broken house and being 
when they needed to have quote-unquote conversations that they didn't want him to overhear, being the baby of the family, they'd send him on some errand when they're talking about the fried chicken. And, you know, you, you definitely get the impression that really all the boys have known is uh, Claude and his brother are is a life of crime, is, a, you know, is anger, and that's how you express things. And so you just kind of build on this generational or cyclical nature of it. And this town's only form of entertainment is caves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Also true. <laughs> which is also interesting that they have a cave stock or cave con or whatever it was called uh-huh. when, you know, a bunch of people died in caves, you know, not I mean, too long ago. Because this is what, this was year 26 for this? Well, this has been going on for who knows how long. This. No, but the, it wasn't yeah. a cave con. It wasn't like cave con 26 or something like that. Possibly, and then the, so. the grandpa said when he was younger they came there. Yeah. So maybe they brought it back after a while. But the the caves are like this town's like jaws. Yeah. yeah. It was like there's a danger. Yeah, but this is our revenue. So <laughs> they sealed off the one that was bad, yeah. and we'll just go with the ones that are okay. There's a mayor somewhere that's just trying to downplay the, <laughs> the cave-ins collapses. Cave in in any cave. Truth. Doesn't matter where you're at. Might as well oh. be at the places of caves, <laughs> the Kana caves, where you can get caved in. <laughs> I was gonna say lots of people die spelunking. I know, like <laughs> go so, in cave, possible cave in. I mean, don't but go I just in caves. Don't know if I would <laughs> want to go through a bunch of caves. That we can go in caves where people plus underwater. Castle don't mind. Let's go. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go to caves. <laughs> he doesn't do heights or caves. Oh, okay, got it. Let alone want to do a, a set of caves where people died in an earthquake, like kind of thing. Well, uh, no, didn't you? They closed. They sealed up the that, cave that were. Yes, I died. understand that one particular cave, but earthquakes don't tend to just be in that one <laughs> little area. Fair. Uh, so with that. that the uh, Ralph and Eunice went and interviewed the the young boy that was almost abducted by El Cuco and uh, the grandfather that tackled him. Now they kept asking, you know, like, did you get scratched? Did you get injured?" We we know that doesn't usually work that way. He has to. Doesn't he have to feed first before he starts taking on a new form? Wow, that's what's that been his like current it. method, but. They are also forcing his hand, so they don't know how he's going to react. Which also brings into account what's going on with the DA from back in Cherokee Creek. Like, they, another kid has been killed. Like, is that the work of El Cuco, or does that mean there's another El Cuco out season there? Season two. <laughs> See, I think that's where that whole season two comes into play. I think this is not just a one off creature, it's a type of creature. Yay. You know, for a second, I thought they were trying to show us when, obviously, if this was wrong, but um, I thought that that guy was one of the kids from the cave. I mean, obviously, the timelines wouldn't sync up now, but mm-hmm. I thought it was like, oh, the, the cuckoo killed his brother, and he saw it, and he was rescued, and nobody would believe him. He just, you know, couldn't handle, like, they thought he couldn't handle the shock of his brother dying in the mm-hmm. cave-in or whatever. Um, or something to that effect, but no, we just we have nothing to go on. We just know that there's someone else that is now interested in these types of murders, but don't exactly know why yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we def. I mean, they definitely don't let you know what it is that that 
the boys in the cave in the in the beginning of the show is going to lead up to because I mean honestly I thought that it was going to be something to do with El Cuco too but it has absolutely nothing to do with with that cre- the creature it has to do with Claude's family yeah. Yeah. yeah so but I think that was an intentional misdirect oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so what's the over under for everybody that that there's more than one of these creatures obviously Elizabeth thinks is there's more than one of these creatures. Yeah, I think that these are, you know, what we would consider to be supernatural creatures, but mm. do exist. Yeah. And therefore, it would be standing to reason that there has to be several, I mean, to at least be able to procreate, make more of them. I mean, we don't know anything yet. If these are truly supernatural or if they're just something we don't know or can't explain yet. So, I think, yeah, like, there's probably a lot of these out there. Yeah. See, and I'm I'm betting this group, whatever, whoever survives this first season, goes on to become some sort of like Super grief natural. eater hunting group. See, and I don't. I think that if they did another season of it, I don't even think that this would be the same group. I don't think it would be the same creature. I think mm. it would be a, just a completely different creature and a different group of people. Like it would be an anthology kind of show. Okay. So different types of outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> different types I mean, of predators. Outsiders. Outsiders, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a much more mm. positive way to look at it. Oh. Positive is not the right <laughs> word, but that would be a much better way for them to go with it. I okay. just am not that optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I've still been kind of on the defensive side of the show. I still think it's decent. Um but a lot is going to depend on, like, if they stick the landing. <laughs> and we know from Stephen King himself. I know, yeah. He doesn't do endings well. But other people, <laughs> like Frank Darabont and, you know, just Stanley Kubrick, they can take Stephen King's work and make something interesting out of it. So, Shining yeah. movie is, doesn't have that big, much of a different ending than the book. Kind of does, yeah. I think... Mm. Uh, the hotel explodes as opposed to not explode as opposed to it turns out that Jack Torrance was part of the spirits all along or something like that was a kind of a weird one but I just felt like the ambiguity of it was better whereas the novel was more uh, like clear that Mm. oh yeah this whole place was like haunted you know the ground was sour and uh, it just exploded, and that took care of the problem. Okay. Um, now, like One maximum overdrive <laughs> does well, not have a good ending. Well, that's him tr- directing on Coke. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's coming soon to a VHS drive. Sure. Um. Uh, okay, so what did I get into? Oh, you got into watching some really great, interesting uh. movies. I'm going to throw in Disney movies then. Because there were some great gems of Disney in the 80s and 70s. Like, (laughs) boom. (laughs) I mean, you definitely should. (laughs) You should throw in some movies that you think are... The Rescuers. (laughs) That people don't know about. The Rescuers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. All right. So, what what else is it that you're not particularly liking about this episode? The, the two that seemed to not like it. I couldn't even pay attention to it. Like, I just really... Nothing was gripping you. Nothing gripped me. 
Nothing at all. Occasionally I would look up and be like, oh, he's eating chicken now. That's the best chicken ever. <laughs> oh, they're smoking pot now. Oh, oh, brother's going to ruin everything. Oh, okay, that's great. Because somebody die already. <laughs> like it just, it's too many conversations. It's too many exposition. It's too much. It's too much tell not show. Yes. Way too much. I cleaned my room during it. <laughs> that is what I was doing. I was cleaning. Because I just literally could not. Like, I'd rather be cleaning. <laughs> Uh, like, but I do like I, I do like how it's filmed, and I do like yeah. the sounds of it. Like I still had it on; I could right. still pay attention to it. So but I just we do, we do we need to go back to certain things that how things yeah. are filmed in this episode. You're the one that's Dear been paying me. attention to that a lot this episode or this this season, John. You know, I'll tell you what I didn't really focus on it that much this episode. This episode, I mean, like I said, I'm still an apologist for the show. I still like it. I wasn't really focused that much on it, to be honest. Although, I do want to say the one thing that stood out to me is that this episode is where we clearly have a divide where, like, we go from, okay, we're not really sure if we believe in the supernatural stuff, but, like, there's something going on, to, like, let's go after the boogeyman. Like, <laughs> yeah. It just became really gung-ho. By the yeah, Ralph is definitely in. Like, he's like, I'm in within the first five minutes of the show. And right. is not okay with that. Sunken eye guy. Okay, cool. But he also he also had to tell off Howard. He was like, look, you're, you're here, you're in. If you're not in, you need to be out. You need to get the fuck out of here. Like, we only need believers now. <laughs> like, we're going up. I'm a believer. Everybody needs to believe. <laughs> I'm mean, going up against something that fucking needs to be believed in. And everybody at the end was like getting their best, uh, like, Stranger Things. Get your shit together. We're going to go beat up a Demigorgon, like, <laughs> yeah. battle ready, you know, stance. Well, but Howard did. He'd listen to Ralph because right. when Claude's brother. F's up and spills the beans. He's like, "Fuck you, idiot!" Like, well, there <laughs> now, goes our plan. Yeah. Although I did appreciate, could you wait to load the shotgun when we're outside the vehicle? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Howard and Claude and Seal are or Seal or Seely or whatever you say his name are sitting. Seal, Seal, S E A L E. Yeah. Uh, they're sitting in the in the living room, and uh, Howard gets up to go get some more chicken out of the refrigerator. Which they only had two bags of chicken. He <laughs> ate some of it there. <laughs> they were supposed to be bringing back enough for everybody, and yet yeah. there was still some left over for him to go get out of the refrigerator. I'm gonna say they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. Props didn't do well on that job. Like there should have been more chicken. bags. Yeah. I don't think they. I think everybody had left before they got back. But they didn't know that. They didn't know everybody was going to be leaving before they got back because they were supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I mean, he was, they both knew that they were really just being sent on an errand. Like, sure, they were getting everybody's food, but like if they didn't bring everybody food back, nobody really cared. (laughs) Not going to be able to eat after fighting the boogeyman. It's a boogity boogity. I don't know. I think it's the time when you need to eat. It, after you can't eat. It's the before that that you can't eat. You're going to throw up. Uh, But yes, as, as someone stated, Claude and El Cuco have a Harry Potter and Voldemort relationship now. Yes. We can hear each yeah. other's thoughts. But Claude can't hear Claude El can Cuco. Know. He no. can kind of sense it when they're, he's yeah. watching stuff inside of his head or whatever like that. It burns his car. He doesn't <laughs> like to do it. <laughs> but, I mean, I know we didn't have enough time with Terry Maitland. We never got that I. Yeah, sense you never even got it. That he was like, hey, you know, so I but, feel like something's following me but we didn't but 
like you said, we did not get a chance to be there. Yeah. But then we did talk. We did see Holly talk to Hofstetter. No, not Hofstetter because he got killed in the in prison. prison. Talk to Maria. But I guess it was only the one time. Yeah, we didn't really get It was him. just the one time and she didn't ask any questions about how she felt during that time. The, the, the time leading up to it. Yeah. Okay. So, assuming that everybody gets that feeling, like, wouldn't you, wouldn't he have told, uh, not Jeannie, Molly? Terry's, Terry's wife. Oh. Oh. Um. Uh. Grace? No. Is it Grace? I Hope? think it is Grace. Grace. Yeah, Grace. Gracie. Oh. Okay. I think. So Grace. Um wouldn't, wouldn't he have been like, Hey, I have been I've been feeling weird? Like <laughs> people I, feels like someone's looking I, through I my eyes. She, people don't tend to share their emotions, particularly when they're like, I feel like I'm possessed. I, That's I feel not like that normal. Could be a schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something you share because people lock you into mental hospitals yeah. for that. Okay. Do you think there was any significance when they were interviewing the grandpa of the little boy from Cave stock that he said, uh, they kept asking, like, was there anything kind of odd or unusual about him? And he said, like, yeah, like, his eyes looked like they were too sunk in or something. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was the same thing <clears throat> that uh, the little kid, the uh, Terry Maitland's daughter was saying, is mm-hmm. that his eyes were behind. He was saying that it looked like he was wearing a mask underneath his mask because it's just, he's just not fully formed yet. It doesn't have a soul. Oh, is that what you're going for? I don't for? know. <laughs> so I see, like, there's got to be some substance in this one. Like, I want this show to be good, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna to be. Show. I want to see it interesting. Be like when it when we get to it, and you find out it's not a supernatural thing. He's like, it's more of a biological thing. He just happens to have like weird skin that he can make it look into other people, look like other people, and obtain and their DNA, DNA, yep. and eat. Grief sure, why not? Of people and convince people to like kill themselves in really dramatic ways and stop make people have visions on buses. <laughs> I mean, this, and like this, do all these other supernatural things. This is an X Files episode through and through. Frogs change their sex, as we know from Jurassic Park. Life finds exactly <laughs> changing your sex is very different from living forever. And you don't know if it's living forever off of grief. And making people have hallucinations. And buses. making people have hallucinations that physically harm them. It, and like giving true. people a rash on the back of their neck that makes them do things that they wouldn't okay. normally do. And make people have visions of their mother beating their ass up. <laughs> like crazy. I mean, when you're in a lot of pain, you have hallucinations. I mean, if he injected him with something in the back of his neck that's, you know, putting him in through pain and fever. Uh, you're yes. not going to get the ending you no, want. You're not going to get it. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe you will. Take Maybe next that. week it'll be like a few. I will <laughs> I make was right. you a special batch of cookies if you are correct. Are we having an earthquake? Ooh, yes, we are. We are having an earthquake. Yep. Wow. It's okay. Tess. Okay. So yeah, everybody listening, we just <laughs> had an earthquake. It's still actively going. That was pretty interesting. I got there's some S waves right now. Yep, there they are. Okay. I took geology. <laughs> First it's the initial shock and then it's the fun little S waves on an ocean. It was the outside it was El Cuco. You guys are making fun of him <laughs> and he's attacking. So so there you go. Uh, 
so as Celie decided decide as as Howard goes into the kitchen to get more chicken, Celie decides, "Fuck it, I'm gonna tell Claude what happened, what was going on," and uh, and the idea is that. Everybody with all the the team, the Scooby Gang, is going after El Cuco because they know where he's at and he's in the cave, and no one has said that in front of Claude yet because they know if they say it in front of Claude, El Cuco knows he's on his way. Yeah, they're on their way. So, with that being said, he tells him, and Claude gets pissed off. Yes, like he's like, dude, <laughs> they are trying to help me, and you totally fuck them. <laughs> if this thing lives, I will go to jail for killing children. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> and like, it finally gets through seal. Like he's like, oh, oh, it is real. It, yeah. So this is all actually happening. <sighs> okay. So he grabs his shotgun. Howard drives them. As you said earlier, please don't load the shotgun in the car. Uh, well, wasn't that like a callback to when Claude first shows up at the house and he says something like, oh, yeah, there's I see this. The bullet holes are still in the wall. And it was like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, a lesson from not to clean your gun in stores or something like that. Like, I think he said they said that to the cops when they showed up. It was always, that's what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just wonder if that was sort of a callback to that. Like, hey, there's a history here of guns kind of unloading <laughs> unintentionally. So. No, I think he was actually just shooting off in his house. And uh, the joke is, because they're cops, it's like, oh, I was just cleaning it. And it went off three times in the same direction. I also thought it was kind of a veiled uh, explanation that the mom shot the dad in the house or something like that. Something like that. They, she definitely did something. To yeah, her. something happened there. Yeah. Uh, so now that El Cuco knows that they're on their way, he sends his best assassin out and, uh, Jack, Jack John, Jack John. goes in, <laughs> gets the high ground as you Star Wars people like to talk about. And I mean, sniper ground, honestly, it's just, it's true. Not even <laughs> and like dueling to the fates, man. He goes, he goes <laughs> to pick off. Pick them off because they're all just kind of wandering around like nonchalantly. I mean, obviously they don't know. To kill the boogeyman. (laughs) They don't know that the boogeyman knows that they're coming because. They explicitly told people not to say anything. But but also there's no cell signal out there where they're at because Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. As things are. (laughs) As things go, especially in horror movies. Not covered by Verizon. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we see that Jack takes out private investigator named... Prince Charming? Nope. Oh, no, the other guy. Um, What is his name? It's the P.I. The P.I. It was, isn't his name Howard? No, no Howard, Howard is the attorney. Oh, in Doug? that case, the one that got shot Doug? The duck is Alec. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's a good name, too. So there you go. But as the show goes black, goes the black screen, you keep you hear more shots going off from the, dun, from the dun, sniper dun. rifle. Is he taking each one of them out at that point, or is he, you know, not? Did they all scramble? He's a good enough shot. So he's definitely a good enough shot. I would hope shot. they would all know how to scramble, though. So my guess is he's going to have gotten at least one other person besides Alec. And he was yeah. a big, sh- like it was a direct hit in the back of his head, and, and even- all over Ralph. Little chunk, oh. little chunk, little brain. Oh, chunk. he did. He did have the little bites. That little, uh, little hunk of hair. Speech. With the- because Ralph was like, I don't know. I, I just don't understand. Like, 
how is it that we can accept all of this? Like it was one way, one one way uh, yesterday, and now it's a different way. And he's like, dude, just take small bites, like small bites, whatever you can handle. You take care of that, and then Move come on. back later. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And of course, he's also the one that had the conversation last week about I have copper in my mouth. Like I have that copper taste in my mouth. I know something bad's gonna happen. And surprise. <laughs> surprise no surprise <laughs> probably has a test taste of lead now yeah, a little bit yeah. a little bit so how, how surprised was everybody that alec was the one that bit it first no i mean i was a little surprised because i thought prince charming was gonna go first and then alec mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i still think prince charming's dying he's not yeah. he's not long for this world he's no. not long for this world He's too pure. <laughs> He's too pure for this world. Uh, well, there—I mean, there you go. I was not expecting that. Like, I—I actually, I was expecting Holly. I was expecting Holly to be the first I'm one to die. I'm not expecting her to die at all. I mean, I'm—I wouldn't be surprised if she survived because she's a character that exists in the other books or whatever. But uh, yeah, I—I I, I just thought that it would be—it was interesting that I—I I, I thought she was going to be the first one to die. So, last episode, what is everybody expecting, not expecting? I am expecting Prince Charming to die. I'm expecting Jack to die. I'm expecting Ralph and Holly to make it. Yeah. little unsure about the rest. Um, I think they'll kill off this grief eater. I expect it not to be the last of its kind or of this thing because I think the whole conversation with the DA set up for a second and we're going to get kind of a cliffhanger into a second season with a conversation with the DA about the new case that he has. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they're going to get Grace around to the idea somehow. So it was Grace. Her name is Grace. You looked it up now? I know. No. I'm, I'm just pretty positive as it is, but I can look it up. Okay, so what about you, John? What do you what are you expecting? I hope we get a really cool, really badass uh oh her name's Glory. Glory, um, that's Glory. I, I said golly. You said Molly. <laughs> I said Go- Golly. Yep. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. Um just something unexpected, but like, oh okay, that is you know Along the lines of what we expected, but with a few twists to make it interesting. Um, I don't know. I guess, like, like we all know, Stephen King isn't great with endings, so maybe this will just be exactly what it is, some supernatural being. They'll kill it, it'll disappear, and then they'll have no proof. And then everything just goes back to normal, and everybody just agrees to kind of just never talk about it again. Um, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Sphere. Okay. Uh-huh. Sphere was such a great concept. Some cool ideas. Some very interesting, potentially supernatural. It was or Michael maybe Crichton, just, wasn't it? Michael Crichton, yes. But it has such a non-ending that it's like all oh, this crazy shit just happened. Like, oh my god! Like this could change the world. Let's just not talk about this. <laughs> and you know, it just it, it was a non-story. So that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. Okay. I hope that there's some repercussions or some kind of like way that this could profoundly affect the world that the story takes place in. Um, if only in the sense that like the survivors now have to carry this with the rest of their for the rest of their lives. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm just I'm really holding out that I haven't been liking this show pointlessly. Jess, do you think that the show will stick an ending, or do you think it's not possible? I think it's gonna be a loose ending for sure. But do you think it, do you think you'll be happy with the ending? I don't know if I can be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, or with the show? Oh, with the show? Okay. The She's show, got Disney Plus. Be She'll be happy. Oh, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll get happy eventually. But um, I don't know. I feel like I don't. I don't like ambiguous endings, and I feel like it's going to be an ambiguous ending. Mm. I feel like we may get like a scene between Ralph and Glory, though. Aftermath scene, they talk it out or something. Because I feel like that's been the one pairing that hasn't really had any resolve had any yeah okay. really or that's searching for resolve oh. i guess what if glory was the uh the griff eater's mate <laughs> Ooh. and that's why he kept appearing to one of the daughters because it's actually like his daughter <gasps> plot twist yeah um, okay. would, honestly, that would, would not sure. hate it and did she also kill <laughs> the new kid the new kid that was the the da has to glory oh, did she, it yeah glory did it Glorious, the new boogie yeah. woogie. I don't know. I mean, anything's possible. I just don't feel like they've laid any groundwork for any of that. I mean, do you need groundwork though? <laughs> just yes, some stuff some. at the last minute. So, as we wrap up, I want to say uh, I want to shout out to Aria West of Westeros at KC Lyle One on Twitter for talking to us. He said. After our show from last week, he said, The Outsider isn't a trilogy. Holly originated in the Hodges trilogy, but she's a very different character in that in the show than she was in that trilogy or in the Outsider Ooh, book. Cool. The show has a lot of padding, not in the book. Maybe HBO wanted more episodes. Seems unnecessary. So, oh, well. Very much of what go. we kind of said yeah. also. Very interesting that a show has more padding <laughs> than its thank, original source Thank you yeah. for proving us right. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> So that's uh, why it feels so off. I was like, how oh, is this based off of a book? <laughs> like I get Stephen King can write big books, but this book didn't look down long. <laughs> well, there you go. That's uh that's episode nine. So be back here next week so we can talk about episode ten. Ooh. Finish up the story. Can't wait. Maybe uh, if you earthquakes or coronavirus get us first. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanna uh, get a hold of me on Twitter, I am at Mitchipedia G E M. G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. John can also be found on Twitter at I am at Magic Bollocks. At uh, how do you plan to survive this outbreak? Let me know. Oh, washing your hands. Just <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> with soap and with water. Soap and, water. <laughs> and wash Don't everybody touch else's hands. Much. <laughs> I just like to do the old spit and rub. Oh, oh. God. Yay. <laughs> well, we're all dying. <laughs> Elizabeth, where can people find you online? With the rest of Geek Elite Media Network. Uh, Jess, how can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at JM Bailey Writes on Twitter. Tell me about what's your favorite old Disney movie to watch. Oh. Black Hole. What? Black Hole. Black Hole? <laughs> oh. I do need to watch that one. Oh, add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, GeekEliteMedia.com. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 